Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. to an attorney prior to and during any question. You can't afford one to court appoint one for you. You understand your rights? Your crime spree was over, son. Yeah, you thought you had it licked. But detective over time made your sugar turn to shit. <laughs> This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that are of a sexual nature. It should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off the internet or from some television show. The facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And today, I'm going to be doing a story called Hurricane. Now, I'm not starting season six yet, y'all. This will be the last week before we start season six. The story's going to be a little bit different. But before I start, I want to say something. I found out late last night that Mr. Kearney Foster died, um, I guess, from complications from COVID. 
Y'all have heard me talk about Mr. Kearney. He was my first chief when I went to the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. I transferred there. I didn't know anybody. And, but the first thing I heard was, you know, about Mr. Kearney. And shit, 90% of the people were scared of him. But he was simply the biggest influence in my life, of any career I've had in my entire life. Um, he was, he'd forgotten more about murders and investigation and interrogation when I started my career than, than I'll ever know. And he had, when I got to the sheriff's office, he had been there, I think, over 30 years already. He was the chief deputy. He ran everything on the day-to-day, everything from uniform patrol to, to SWAT to civil to the politics side. He was the man. That being said, he was tough, but he was fair. And <laughs> you didn't want to get called on the carpet in front of Mr. Kearney, but if you did, you damn well better tell him the truth. And you expect to get your ass chewing. And he was hard, but you know, and I've been on the carpet many, many times in uniform patrol, as a detective, whatever. And he, every time I went on the carpet, I deserved it. And I learned my lesson, but he kind of took me under his wing. I wasn't from there. I didn't know anybody, but based off of work ethic, he's the reason I made detective in a year and a half. He's the reason that I became the first polygraphist. I mean, he, he fought for me because he liked the way that I worked and, and he liked me and I consider him to be my mentor. I love that man. And he's just, he's amazing. And I, I gleaned so much from him. You know, y'all heard me talk about in constant. The very first murder trial I ever watched, I watched him testify, and he kept pointing every time the defense attorney would ask him a question. He he would answer it in a way that wasn't good for the defense, and and would point at the the defendant and say, "No, your client did such and such." And I picked that one up from him, and I used it on David Constance and Double Clutch, my very first episode. But I remember I was testifying, and the defense attorney kept trying to get into me, and I kept turning around and saying, no, your client did. And I kept pointing at him, and I'd look at the jury, and I kept pointing at, at David Constance to the point where he got so upset, and then right in front of the jury, he told his attorney, said, oh, make him quit pointing at me, make him quit pointing at me. I almost started crying, right? That's one of a million tips that I picked up from Mr. Kearney. You know, I don't know what to say. I, I have a million stories, and y'all have heard me talk about him before. You'll hear me talk about him again, and I'm going to tell you this. He he retired from Livingston while I was still there, and then he would go to work for the Tangipo Parish Sheriff's Office, kind of in the same position to help them straighten things out a couple years later. And just a wealth of knowledge. But the, the only thing he loved more than law and politics was his beautiful family and hunting, you know, and, and some of my prayers go out to his family. Y'all, y'all please pray for him. His wife is still battling it also. And she is such a sweetheart. No matter if I had to go to his house at four o'clock in the morning or call at four o'clock in the morning, she would answer the phone and I'd say, Hey, I say, um, Miss Foster is Woody Overton. Can Kidding. I talked to Mr. Kearney, and she's she oh, sure, sweetie. And she, Kearney, Kearney, wake up. Woody's on the phone, right? And uh, just just a great man, larger than life, and 
the best law enforcement professional I ever knew. And God rest your soul, Mr. Kearney. I love you and and uh, thank you for everything that, that you did for me. So I'm going to get started, y'all. Hurricane. Y'all stay tuned to end the show for some really important announcements. Hurricane. The reason I'm doing that this week is, as y'all know, we had this last hurricane that came through this weekend. I was in the woods at my place, and I decided I was going to stay here. My family was safe down in Marpaul in the swamp. I decided I was going to stay here. I lost power about 7.30 Friday night, and the storm started coming through. And by, I don't know, 10.30, it was whipping pretty hard. And by 11.30, it sounded like cannon fire going off, all the limbs and uh, snapping and trees falling. By 1 o'clock, I decided I needed to leave, and I couldn't get out. Uh, I made it not even part. I'm like at the end of a two- or three-mile private road, and I didn't even make it a quarter of the way, and there were trees everywhere. So I was trapped in. So I started thinking about... um, and I, I didn't get power back until last night to Monday night. I was thinking about all the name storms that for 20 years, y'all, I worked every hurricane that hit the state of Louisiana. So I have a ton of stories, but I just want to touch a highlight on a few of them for you. But let me start with this, this most recent storm. The West Feliciana Parish Sheriff's Office, which is the parish next to where I'm at, the uh, rural, rural parish, during the storm, one of their deputies, a sergeant, was responding to a call and a tree fell in front of his unit on the road and he had to swerve to miss a tree and he hit another tree and he got hurt and he got it bad in the car. Well, guess what? He was able to call it in, but nobody else could get to him because of all the trees and stuff that, that were falling down. So it took them a bit to get to him. They get to him, they extract him from the vehicle, they get him to... Uh, on the in route to the hospital where the sheriff has showed up and uh, was on the scene as any good leader would be, right? If one of your guys gets hurt and the sheriff shows up and everybody's getting ready to leave, the sheriff's walking to his vehicle and another tree limb fell and hit him in the head. And so he's injured and he has to go to the hospital. So what you don't think about on these storms, you, you see them on the news and you see about people without power or whatever, what you don't think about is with the real life that goes on during a storm, and especially from the law enforcement officer standpoint, and you are literally putting your life on the line. I, one of the first ones I remember, I can't I, y'all I'm bad with names. Uh, I was working for the Livingston in Uniform Patrol, and it was a slow-moving storm, it, meaning that it came in slow and it dumped a shit ton of rain and flooded everything in the high winds and finally, you know, moved on. But during the storm itself, now when one call comes in with 103D, a disturbance in the back of Eastover, and I got back there, and I had this pretty brand-new car, but I get back there, and it's flooded. And I'm like, shit, I can't get to them, right? And then then it it was a naked female with a knife high on whatever, threatened to kill everybody in the neighborhood. Now, East Over Y'all is a really, really bad, it's, it's the white ghetto. 
And the uh, it's one of the worst trailer parks on in the parish, certainly on the west side of the parish. And I get there, and I call my supervisor. I says, "Look, I said, Danny, I can't get through there." He said, "You got to get through there. She's got a knife, and she's gonna kill somebody. You got to get through." So you know what I did? I backed up and I ran my unit through it, and I <laughs> swamped that bitch out to the point where it killed. And I had water coming in the car, and I had to climb out of the unit on the hood of the unit. And, and I could see the residents and what I, I hear all the screaming and my spotlight was still on. I had it screaming and sure enough, there was a naked female running around with a knife. So I had to continue to go through the water and get over there. And she was higher than shit. And she's like, I'll kill you too. And, and I trusty freeze plus P I sprayed her from about 10 feet away and was able to affect the rest. But this is all in the middle of a hurricane. This is when the winds are blowing probably at least 40 miles an hour still and no power. And, you know, you just, I could have drowned in the car, right? And then I, and then I have to arrest a naked lady uh, with a knife. And it's just these things go on. It seems like hurricanes intensify people's stupidity. It, it you know, I, I don't know why. I know a large percentage of the population loved to drink when we have hurricane parties in South Louisiana. I'm guilty of it myself. There's never been a storm since before I got into law enforcement or since I got out where I knew the storm was coming where I didn't load up on beer, right? I mean, it's just the way it is, it, especially when you, you, know, you know you're going to lose electricity, et cetera. You got nothing else to do. You might as well drink a cold one. Beer and ice, right, and, and hurricane snacks. But... Another one. But let me tell you, when you knew a storm was coming, the sheriff knew the storm was coming, or state police. Let's start with the sheriff's office. The sheriff's office, you knew a storm was coming. You got an all page. Everybody got the page to fill up your units, whether you're a uniform patrol or a detective, or you worked in silver or whatever. You feel you had to top off on gas, first of all, in case the electricity went out, you can't get gas, right? Secondly, you you make sure you have your rain gear, and uh, certain people were allotted to get chainsaws. I was one of them, one on this next storm, I'm going to tell you about. You would work, you would catch calls until the storm got so bad, the sheriff would uh, tell the radio room, okay, get everybody off the road if it was a bad storm, right? I mean, yeah, 30 miles, 40 mile an hour winds, didn't matter. You were out there and you got trees falling on people's houses. You got people getting in wrecks. You got people calling 911 disturbances. I mean, people just go stupid. It's kind of like a full moon during the summer. But this one, I remember, we got caught off the road. And so what you'd work right up until that point. And I was somewhere near Springfield on the east side, and I parked on the side of a building, actually by the uh, Springfield Police Department. And I remember it because they only have one red light in Springfield, and it got to blowing so bad, the the red light was uh, blown up. like Not blown up, but like explosion blown up, but it was blown sideways for the longest time, and that whole red light looked like it was about to blow down the road. But when the wind's blowing so hard, Anything that was on the street was flying by like tumbleweeds, et cetera. And then at the, as soon as it started to calm down, I mean, the, the 911's calling out the calls that are stacking up, right? I mean, people that are trapped, boom, 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 and 
trees down on such and such. Well, your first job is, besides answering the, the stress calls, is to cut trees out of the roadway. Yes, Sheriff's Department cutting trees. Uh, the state highway department can't cut all the trees and then would come down in a big storm. And so anyway, I remember when it started to calm down, they said, okay, y'all can start responding to calls. Well, Alden Thomasy and this guy, he's now over all uniform patrol and everything for the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. I don't know what his rank is, but I got to see him at the, um, I was a keynote speaker or guest speaker for the Peace Officer of the Year Award about two weeks ago, and I hadn't seen him in years. But Alden Thomasy is, I suppose, still a walking encyclopedia of the law. He could tell you any Louisiana Revised Statute criminal code or traffic code off the top of his head in the definition. I like to think at the time that I was there that, that I became second only behind him, but there were still times I had to call him and say, hey, man, what the hell is the charge for this one, right? And he could tell you right off the top of his head. But the reason I'm telling you this, we were headed to some type of 911, people trapped, et cetera. We get one of these, these back roads, guess what? Big-ass tree down. Well, we had both of us had chainsaws. We get out to cut the tree so we can respond to the 911. Now, it's raining, and it's dark. And, you know, you got your spotlights on on the tree that's down, and we're getting there. Shit, it's dangerous. You run the chainsaws and, and, and the lightning. And, you know, the bad, one of the worst part, and that's what happened to me up here, though. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. 
So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The night it, during hurricanes is the tornadoes that are spawn, spun off. And that's where I think most of the damage comes from, especially on the smaller storms. But I remember getting out all the night, attacking this tree. Chainsaws running, cutting it up, cutting it up. And we were almost back to back. That, um, and I heard him drop his chainsaw and start screaming and running. And I didn't know what it was. So I thought, well, shit, he must have cut himself. And then then I felt it. And I felt pop, 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 pop on on my side of my face and my back of my neck. Now I got this big yellow slicker on, right? But it's hot. And, uh, hurricane season, it always seems to be hotter than hell when the storms come through. And when I say I started getting sting popped, it was hornets fucking tree had a hornet nest in it and of course you couldn't see it because you're cutting with low light situation fucking hornets and hornets y'all aren't like wasps when hornets get on you they won't leave you alone they when they get pissed and they start attacking they're on your ass until you know you're a mile away or you can get underwater or whatever and shit they tore my ass up and then i had to drop my chainsaw and run and you know i must have had 15 uh stings on me and that some had gotten inside of my rain slicker and, and you know just this is kind of shit that your law enforcement goes through beyond the arresting people and the saving people the danger stuff that you do and you know, I just, I'll never forget that because I uh, um, remember getting f- far enough away and stripping my shit off because they were, I mean, like getting naked in the, in the street and getting cigarette tobacco and wetting it and putting it on the sting bites. I don't know, man. You just you can never give enough credit to those people who are out there on the front line. They do it every day, right? And, and answer the calls and it's dangerous. But shit, when a hurricane comes through. They're the ones, you know, so hats off to them. Just anyway, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, Alden, great guy. And it was good to get to see him, uh, at the peace officer of the year award. Another story. Let me tell you some dumb dumbs, uh, or a quick dumb dumb story. It was after, I don't, might've been Katrina. The power was out. Now, look, I, I have some, bad stories about Katrina that I'm going to tell. I'm going to start telling one of them is going to lead off on season six, but I'm, this is a whole different ball game right here. I get called on a 62A, which is an alarm at the store off of highway 16 down South. It was the only store down there actually in between Walker South road and Juban road. Way down there in the middle. I mean, it's just a little country store. And I'm like, and I knew it had bars on the windows that it had been broken into before, et cetera. So I get a call responding as a detective uh, on on one of the detectives on call. I guess I was closest. I don't remember what the deal was. But 
get there. And this is after the storm had gone through. I think it was like two two days or so after, still no power. And, uh, you know, the roadways had been cleaned up, et cetera. The, I get to the store, and I pull up, and it's a small, small country store, like two gas pumps in the front, uh, wood siding or, or wood on the outside of the store. And when you're facing it, you have the door, the double door, and right to that is a window, the a small, not even a big window. You couldn't have climbed through this fucker. And the, the that door had bars on it, and the window had bars on it. And I'm, I'm looking at it, and and it's 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 daylight, y'all. I mean, it's I mean, it's like six o'clock in the evening or something. I'm looking at it, and the window is busted out. Right. Uh, even though the power's off, the the alarm still had the battery backup backups or whatever it was. I'm looking at the window, and it's busted. And I'm like, why in the hell would somebody bust the window when it's got fucking bars on it? So I go up to look looking closer, and I see blood everywhere. And I'm looking in. I'm peering in. I told dispatch that I was on the scene, and I, I you know I saw the blood. I told him to get me a key holder to come out so I could work the scene, right? Even though nobody got in, I need someone to come shut the alarm off and what have you. Now, I'm looking at the window. There's blood. I'm looking at the bars. There's blood. I look down on the ground, and there's blood. (laughs) There was nothing, no houses across the street from this place, but there's a small trailer park in the back of it. And we'd had calls in there over the years, and I was familiar with it doesn't take a genius sometimes, right? I told you prisons are full of dumb criminals. I look down on the ground and the blood, and guess what? It's it's a lot of blood. And I just follow the blood trail, and I follow it, follow it around the building. There's like nine or ten trailers in this little trailer park in the back. I follow it right down into the trailer park in between trailers, and I follow it right to the back corner of the trailer park and there's a trailer and this shit I'm, I'm following a like a wounded deer blood trail this is a lot of blood and and as i'm not talking about drops and i follow it this shit this blood up the steps and blood going in the trailer and so i knock on the door and nobody answered and i knock on the door and i said sheriff's office sheriff's office nobody answered i said look you dumbasses i know you're in there i know one of you is bleeding Come out and talk to me now, and and I can get you some assistance. And I said, look, I'm not fucking going away. I get and I get the SWAT team and surround the house. I know you broke into the store. Let me help you, et cetera. So finally, somebody opened the door, and it was, it was three kids. And the first one opened the door, and I actually had my pistol by my side. You know, and I went and I said, do y'all have any weapons? And he said, no, we don't. I said, where's the guy that's bleeding? He said, he's he's hiding in the back bedroom. I said, he doesn't have any guns. He said, no. I said, go outside and stand over there on the end of the trailer and do not come back inside. Or I said, I will shoot you. And I made sure he wasn't bleeding, right? So I just walked in. It's, you know kind of a gray area you could call it hot pursuit if you wanted to but also at, there's an amount of blood i could have justified going in to, to check on a person's safety but shit hey blood went in the living room he must have sat at the couch for a while and, and there was blood and there was blood going down the hallway 
So I went out, kept calling out. So I'm coming down there. You better show me your hands when I come in. They you know, don't have any firearms, et cetera. And they were like, no, no, we don't have any guns. And, and I opened the door. And one dude was sitting on the bed, and he's holding his hand above his head and put a big old towel around it. And for shit, some bitch is soaked with blood. And, and I said, well, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to endure any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. I said, now, you're going to uh, tell me what happened? He said, I hurt my hand. I said, yeah, that's uh, obvious, fucker. And, I, and just tell me what happened in the store. I'll get you some medical attention. And the oh, when I went in the um, the door, y'all, when I saw first saw the blood in the living room, on the living room table was like some packs of rolling papers, lighters, and I mean new shit that obviously stuff they had taken from the store. And actually, there was some of that on the ground at the uh, outside the store also. And the, <laughs> I said. Just tell me what happened. I'm going to get you an analyst. You know, I'm not going to take you to jail today. You're wounded, et cetera. I said, I will make a warrant for your arrest. Or said, or I said, I can be an asshole and take you to jail right now. He said, man, uh, we wanted some cigarettes, man. We ran out of cigarettes. We've been out with power uh, for two days. I said, okay. And he, and he said, well, I, I busted the glass on the store, and, and um, I said, well, what the fuck did you bust it with? He said, I busted it with a brick. And, and, and I said, and? He said, well, I reached in, and I was pulling stuff out, and, and I cut my uh, my arm, and, and he he pulled the towel off. And look, y'all, he, he had like an artery cut. I'm surprised the dude wasn't dead. And I said, no, I said, wrap it back up, wrap it back up, and wrapped it up. And I called for an ambulance. Got his name, got all this information. I wasn't going to fuck with him. I had better, bigger fish to fry at the time anyway. Got his name, date of birth, office ID. The, the ambulance had to come get him, et cetera. And I let him take him to the hospital, and I ended up cutting a warrant for him a few days later. When I had time, you got to remember, this is after a storm, a major storm. Thinking that one was Katrina. Just goes to show you the stupidity of people, right? I mean, it, and I, they didn't even get any cigarettes. He just stole and packs of rolling papers and lighters and anything that he could reach and, and then slices an artery. Uh, another one. Oh, you can tell you what the number one thing is that's stolen during hurricanes. And I mean, if you've ever done this, you are a fucking asshole. Okay. And I'm just telling you that because I'm sure somebody out there listening has done this. If you've done this, you are a dick. The number one stolen item after a hurricane, especially a bad storm, is generators. Now, imagine this. You got your family. You know a storm's coming, right? So you go, oh, that's a, when the storm hits the Gulf and they see say it's even coming anywhere near Louisiana, you're not going to be able to find a loaf of bread, bottled water, all the beer sells out, all the gas sells out, people that have been through it for long enough or that are going to ride it out are going to have a generator. I mean, I've got four freezers full of deer meat and, and, and hog and stuff like that. You you don't want to lose all everything that's in your freezer, but a, a generator, a decent generator will be powerful enough to run maybe your freezer and one air conditioner. And you put your family in that room. I mean, cause shit is hot and, and, you can't sleep the doors and shit open. Look, I was here this past weekend. Mosquitoes have tore my ass up and, they, or, and, and the bugs and stuff. 
so you 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 get your shit, you get your all your gas cans, and you go fill them up, and you get your generator ready. You test it, make sure it starts, and you pray for the best, right? You get all your groceries and your beer and your liquor and your hurt. One of the most famous drinks in New Orleans is called a hurricane, y'all. And that's and that's hurricanes associated with drinking, also. But anyway. The so let's say you have your family all prepared. You got your hurricane snacks, and you are good to go. Storm comes, you lose power, hotter than fuck, and so you don't want to lose everything in your icebox. Crank up the old trusty generator, line your gas cans up. You know, you're good to go. Gets dark. About 2 o'clock in the morning, you're sleeping with your little portable window unit that you keep for hurricanes, right? So your family's nice and cool in the room. Everybody's safe, waiting on the power company to turn the lights back on. And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, and generators are loud, too, y'all. I'm sure most of y'all have had experience with them, but generators are loud as fuck. And, And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, everything goes quiet. Because some asshole has just stolen your generator. And it happens all night long. I guarantee from Hurricane Laura and this Hurricane Delta that just passed through, I guarantee people are out there stealing uh, generators. And if you've done that, you're an asshole. And and, and there's just, I mean, you're not going to get more than three or $400 for a generator hot on the street anyway, and you might have got away with some cans of gasoline, but you're an asshole because you didn't take the time to prepare or you're doper and you're going out there and that family that's worked for that and is taking, the guy that's taking care of the family or the girl, and in the middle of the night they wake up and you stole their shit. And that's the largest theft thing or item that there is during storms. Uh, and it's really sad. Um, and that it used to really just burn my ass when people did it. And then, look, they don't just steal one. They, they ride around these neighborhoods, and shit, you can hear them from a half mile away. And then they'll go in on foot, and a couple of them grab the generator, a couple of them grab the gas cans, and they run out. Well, shit, by the time you realize and you run outside, you can't see dick anyway. And, you know, it happens, right? One of the other bad things that happens is, then this is not as funny or what you want to call it, but one of the, one of the most common deaths from the storm or after the storm is carbon monoxide poisoning. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to say names or any towns or whatever, but I've worked it before, y'all, and people just don't know when maybe first-time generator owners or whatever, you've got to set the generator where it's far enough away because the, the exhaust comes off of it. And I've worked it. I've been in a house where five people dead and, and from carbon monoxide poison what they, because they didn't ventilate the generator properly. And what's bad about that, or I can't say it's bad, but what sticks out in my mind about those deaths is all the victims are cherry red. Like red, red, red. The, the whole body, the skin is red. And I walk in and I see that. I already know it's carbon monoxide poison. I don't know what the, why the body turns red like that. But again, that's stuff you deal with from hurricanes. You know, and, and, and I've worked several of those cases and, and they're just absolutely horrible. 
that, uh, you know, when whole families get killed or even anybody dies from them naturally, but I've worked where whole families have gotten killed because of generators and the exhaust. I don't know. I don't know. But hats off to the first responders. Hats off to the people working it. Hats off to the people who work the aftermath of it. Hurricanes are bad. And then the people ask me, do I have PTSD about, you know, the bodies and the stuff that I've worked and everything. And I actually don't. I have PTSD or, or think anything that really bothers me except for the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. And I'll get into that next week and 9-11. But I'm going to tell you one more and I'll end it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I was, it was a really bad storm and it was like seven o'clock in the morning. We had been called to get off the road. I was the detective on call. I mean, it was a bad one it, and I pulled off on the side of the building. The reason I would do that is, is to get out of the way of the wind and flying objects. But at, at one point, the storm was so bad that my windows, I could feel the pressure build up in my car, my side windows started to move inwards. There was so much pressure and it was hurting my ears. I got down. I thought my windows were going to explode from the pressure of the storm. And they didn't. Um, the 911 calls were stacking up and the trees falling, et cetera. And, and when it calmed down enough, to that pressure had moved on and they turned us loose on the road. We had a, a call and it was pretty close to me. And I remember responding, responding and it was a trailer at the end of a dead-end street, and it had a huge oak tree fell right dead-ass in the middle of the trailer. And uh, the neighbors said, there, there's a guy in there, and he's not coming out. I know he's in there. They, they, he'd been living there for like 20 years. This neighbor said, I'm telling you, he's in there. And we keep calling to him, and he, and he you know, he, he, he's not responding. So break out the chainsaws. The volunteer fire department responds. Other other units respond, and we're trying to cut this tree away, and it's massive, and it's right, and the, the trailer's like sliced in half, uh, um, and we're, so we're cutting away and and getting to a, 
and you know hollering for him and pulling away these big limbs and then the scene started to show the uh it was a living room there was a couch where it was all this is smashed down to the ground living room and a couch and we could see the guy with the, the, the actually the back of the couch was broken down it's all everything was pinned down but we could see the guy in there and he wasn't responding so we kept cutting and then they cut it away enough i mean this obviously he was 10 7 he was dead i mean it was like it was it was almost like something out of a comic book he was literally flattened like a pancake the the tree fell on him and killed him i mean shit went into his his pocket when it got down to the body and he was just smushed and uh, went in his pocket for his id you know and and to get date of birth and stuff like that and uh never forget he had a bag of weed in his pocket and i was like oh man you won't be getting in trouble for this right and so but you know storms happen shit happens um and you never should forget about the people are out there that are really i mean they do it every day the law enforcement does but on on those days they leave their own families and i did it for so many years left my own family to go out and take care of other people's families and uh hurricanes are just a just a beast and the uh even the small storms can make all the tornadoes and and just a beast so but y'all yeah, just wanted to give you a little something this week that um i'm not starting season six until next week but me being trapped in and we're going to release something last week ended up releasing the patron episode which i've replaced uh with the episode passive aggressive which is pretty good when y'all patron members i hope you enjoy it and so I'm going to release this to you this week, just giving a couple of thoughts in my head. And, and then I found out Mr. Kearney dying last night. And I just want to give a shout out to him and his family and prayers for his family. I love y'all. Let's talk about Real Life Real Crime Season 6. And we got, we're stepping it up a notch. That's why we took the, basically the two weeks. We started it, and, and it's going to be some good ones. And I'm going to be getting back to a lot of the more serious stories, the uh, more heinous crimes in this season, if you will, so stay tuned and listen. Now, I want to tell you all about this. YouTube, we have been working diligently for, since started Rapids Burning, we invested in uh, video equipment, video editing equipment, and I've been doing some of my these episodes when I had internet service. I would record the weekly episode live for Patreon members and put it up on the Patreon page so they can have the video to watch it at early and all that. But Rapids Burning, my wife has been, has been doing the producing on, and we have some great lifers, and I, can't, I cannot think of your names because I'm horrible, but they've taken their time. Uh, it, it's what this guy does for a living. He and his wife are, are huge fans. They contacted us about making videos and adding them to the podcast and putting it on YouTube. So we've done it. Now, if you thought Rapids Burning was interesting before, you got to go listen to it or go watch it on YouTube because it's more like a movie. So as I'm talking, you'll get uh, the things I'm talking about. There'll be There's images that'll be posted. There's some video clips, different things that are put in it. So 
for people like me who I didn't know what a podcast was a year and a half ago, I would much, I'm a more of a visual person and, uh, or I used to be than a storyteller. It's really, really interesting. So go to YouTube and search real life, real crime podcasts, not just real life, real crime, but real life, real crime podcasts. Now you'll see that almost all of our episodes, every episode I've ever done is going to be on there automatically, the audio version. But starting with Rapids Burning, it is going to not only have audio, but you're going to have video, almost like a movie. Really, really well done. Uh, it's a learning curve, still learning as we go. We had the best people in the world, and I'll get y'all's name straight next week. You know I know who you are, and thank you for taking the time uh, and, and walking, sending through the process and being such awesome lifers. And so not only will Rapids Burning be done, this episode Hurricanes should be up hopefully by this weekend. And then we're going to start with our top episodes, whether it's uh, Dennis and Cynthia Perkins or uh, Double Clutch or whatever. My wife's going to start working on adding video to each and every episode till she's called up and or she is working on it. And so share it. Y'all go over to YouTube, subscribe. It's free. And I didn't know shit about YouTube either, but real life, real crime podcast, YouTube, subscribe and watch Rapids Burning. Okay. It's important. Now, of course, we're going to do uh, Who Killed Courtney Coco and, you know, all of them. All of them will be done eventually. So go over there. I think you'll get a lot out of it, especially if, if people ask you, you know, like we get quote people saying all the time, well, What's a podcast or how do I listen to the podcast? Hell, just tell them to go to YouTube and subscribe to Real Life Real Crime Podcast and they, they'll get, they can watch it and listen to it at the same time. Really, really interesting. Really excited about that, y'all. I mean, I kind of like it myself. I mean, I like it better than just sitting there listening to it. So, y'all give me a follow on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime and at Overton Woody. Y'all do that, take a, a, a screenshot of you of your follow, send it in on one of our Facebook pages or email. I don't care how you send it in. And for every 50 new followers we get, I'm doing a drawing. Then you have a one in 50 chance of winning either my autograph book, copy of a book that I autograph for you, or a real life, real crime face mask. And those are really nice or a real-life, real-crime window decal. So but you got to follow them both, send it to us, and I'm going to start doing these catch up. We are been running this promotion. Most of y'all know that, and I'm, we're going to get the list together. I'm going to start doing the drawings, and I'm going to do those video drawings, and I'm going to put them on YouTube. Everything's going to start going to YouTube. But on Instagram, I try to post on there every day, but it's nothing you're going to find on Facebook. In the, in the crew page or anywhere else, I post different shit, little funny things. And um, so just go check it out. Check out the Instagram, okay? In their crew page, yeah, I love y'all. We're at 26,500 or 600 people, something like that now. Y'all, thank you for inviting others to join. Uh, it's important. Courtney Coco, 
I hate to say death anniversary, whatever you want to call it, murder anniversary or whatever was last weekend. And it, it's shit, you know, 16 years, man. And the family had to live through it again. Y'all went to Alexandria uh, the week before and, and was a guest speaker at the National Homicide Victims Memorial. And it, right, I stood on the Rapids Parish Courthouse and I was unscripted and raw and but I recorded the whole ceremony. Guess what? It's going to be on YouTube. If you want to watch it, go watch it. If you if you don't cry after you see these families get up there and talk about their pain, then something must be wrong with you. Uh, so, but that, again, that's going on YouTube. Real Life, Real Crime podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. And get to watch it for free. We're not giving up on Courtney Coco, but you know what? We're not going to wait that much longer either. And Miss Stephanie is fed up. And the first week of November would be a year since the DA said, give me two weeks. And we've been playing nice for these last four months because we've been promised certain things. I'm going to keep waiting too much longer. And when we do a call to action, uh, when, we, when we've had enough, it, it, if if especially if it drags out past this election and they want to try to tank it or something, we're going to burn. And that's when the crew page and the lifers, we, I don't care if you're in Australia or Egypt or Rapids Parish or wherever, we're going to call. I have a plan. We can get everybody to do their part on making it heard nationally for Courtney Coco. And no, I'm not going to do it before then because I, I still want to believe that what they've been telling us is the truth. I want to believe they're going to give us the justice for Courtney Coco. But guess what? Courtney's mom is pissed, and, she's, and she has a right to be. But we'll give them just a little bit longer. Miss Barbara Blunt, got it. you tip in today. Please keep sharing. Share the episode. Share the story. Toby, Tom Play, and I are starting a cold case podcast, and it's in the works, but we're not going to do it until we have the whole first season ready to release, so there'll be no more real time uh, like we did on Courtney's case, right, and and start to do on Miss Barbara's case, and I'm still working it, Miss Barbara's case, so y'all are calling you tips and sharing, sharing equals tips. I'm not going to ask you to call any more tips on, on Courtney's case because we, we know who killed her, and we're just waiting on the arrest. But we're not going to wait much longer. So I'm sure I'm forgetting some of y'all. But anyway, I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And and I really do, really, really do appreciate you. And the, all of the people who supported us, it's just amazing. And, you know, I go places and, and life. I had two lifers come up to me yesterday. Uh, I introduced themselves at, at different points. And I had a mask on and everything. But to be recognized and people hate tell me, hey, you know what, you're doing a great job. We love your stories, whatever. It means a lot to me. And I do love my fans. And I will never stop answering every question that you have. I spend, you know, eight hours a day or more on, on different social media, et cetera. And I would I would never not take the time to answer you back. And if I, uh, I'm just down to earth, if you see me, you want to approach me, please do. And, and you know, I'd love to take a picture with you or whatever. But if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't have a show. So I love you. And I'm, uh, yes, patron members, I love the patron members. And yes, they, they support us financially, right? But I, if you can't be a patron member, that's totally, totally cool. I don't want you to think 
I love you any less. And and but you know, just I ask that you keep sharing us and 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 liking us and helping us grow. And if you get a chance, go to iTunes and leave me a review. I'd appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram. And remember, when you follow me on Instagram, record it somehow and go to one of our like six or seven Facebook pages or email me Woody at real life real crime dot com and, and send it to us and for every fifty people that follow me at real life real crime or at Overton Woody, I'm going to do uh give you your choice. One person's gonna win out of the fifty and then you get your choice of the whatever it is, swag that you want. So Lopa, you've heard me talk about it before. You'll hear me talk about it again. There's something special coming up in season six, a Lopa episode that's going to, it'll just absolutely rip your heart out. Um, Louisiana, Oregon Procurement Agency, the wonderful people. Y'all give the gift of life. Sign up to be an Oregon donor. Go to lopa.org. Go, uh, it takes like two minutes. So scroll to, when they when they ask you where you heard about it, go to the Livingston Parish Literacy and Technology Center. Those students who work so hard, and and their teacher Kelly Jennings and Miss Kim Alvin, the principal, work so hard, y'all, to get to get people to sign up for LOPA. And that's where I was introduced to it at. So check that box for them to give them credit for it. And if you want to, they've added uh, LOPA's added real life, real crime, because I'm telling you, it's my personal mission to get people to sign up to be an organ donor. Give the gift of life. Give the gift of sight. It means something, y'all. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder. Bye. Peace. Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.